Good morning. My wife is Sicilian. Her family came over here, emigrated over here from Sicily over the years. And for the most part, they settled in a small area northwest of Syracuse, New York. And that's where my, my wife grew up. Now, my father-in-law was a, a wonderful man. He was a very faith-filled man. He loved his Catholicism. He loved being a Catholic. He walked to church every day, uh, no matter what the weather was. And mind you, this was Syracuse, New York. And I had many conversations with him about faith and such, and he was just a great man. My mother-in-law would be your typical Italian grandmother always ready with a hug and a kiss for everybody. She was warm, she was welcoming, she was loving and caring. And she too was a strong Catholic, she loved her faith. To walk into her house, you would gain five pounds just from the smells coming from the kitchen. Now, before dating my wife, I didn't have a lot of exposure to Italian or much less Sicilian families. So I didn't know too much about them. I mean, I'm Irish and German, so I know sausage and beer, and that's about it. But I learned some things over the past 30 plus years <clears throat> that I'd like to share. And the first one is, is that every Sicilian has three names. And to come into a family and try and figure out who they're talking about is really difficult. The second thing is, is that they may seem to be fighting like cats and dogs as a family, but they love each other to the depths of the earth. And the third thing is, when it comes to faith, you're taught this is what you believe, it's in the Bible, you don't question it, and this is what we believe, and that's it. Now, I grew up a little bit differently than that. My parents were very strong Catholics also. In fact, they were uh, married in St. Margaret Mary Church, the little church that stood on, over here where the parking lot was back in the early 50s. And after they were married, they became very active in the church, involved in all sorts of ministries and things like that. So as a result, my brother and I grew up here. This was our second home, the church, St. Margaret Mary. So we grew up here and we got involved ourselves in different ministries, youth ministry, peer ministry, whatever it was. And I always say the thing about terms of faith with my parents is they opened doors for me. They never pushed me through doors, but they opened doors for me to explore my faith, to grow my faith to grow my experience, my, my relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm grateful for that. They also allowed me to question my faith and question my Catholicism because they felt that as, if I'm questioning my faith or my Catholicism, then I'm taking it seriously. And I appreciated that also. Now, I tell you those two background stories to make this point, is that even though my wife and I came from two different directions in terms of faith, how we were raised, we wound up in the same place. 
We both have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ on our own level, and we have a faith life together as a couple. But we got there because we had to work at that. We had to put some effort into it to develop our own personal faith lives with Christ and to put a faith life together for us. <clears throat> now today, in today's gospel, we hear Jesus posing questions to the disciples. And the first one is, when you guys are out in the community, what are they, who are they saying that I am? What are they saying about me? Because Jesus is coming to near the end of his, his ministry. He knows the end is in sight. It's coming along. And he wants to see, did anybody get it? Did anybody understand what I'm here for? So he asked that question. And they say, Elijah, one of the prophets, Jeremiah, John the Baptist. Now, mind you, back then, in human terms, those would be incredible compliments to pay to somebody because those are all the people that the Jewish, the Jewish community held in high regard. And so to call somebody that would be a huge compliment. But that's not the answer that Jesus was looking for. So he probably took a deep breath and he asked them, the closest people to him, and he said, who do you say that I am? And Peter, Peter, the one that gets it wrong in the past, has messed up a couple of times and will mess up as Jesus is heading to the cross, gets it right. He nails it. How did Peter do that? How was he able to come to that answer? Well, because he had a relationship with Jesus. He developed a relationship with Jesus Christ. He worked at it. He was there with him all the time, listening to him, watching him, asking him questions, confiding in him, talking to him. He worked at that relationship with Jesus. And so he could understand who Jesus truly was. So we are all those disciples. We are all Peter in this present-day world. And we're called as disciples to have a close relationship with Jesus Christ. How do we do that? We work at it. We have to work at it. But we don't do it for ourselves. We don't do it just for our relationship with Jesus Christ. We do it because as disciples of Jesus Christ, we are called to make more disciples. And we can't do that unless we have a close relationship with Jesus Christ. But it takes work. We can't sit back and let Jesus say, tell Jesus, come to me. We have to work at it. But to do so, we have to sacrifice something. Let's face it, we're all busy people. Our days are packed full from sunrise to sunset. So something has to give somewhere to devote more time to our relationship to Jesus Christ. And we have to ask ourselves, what am I willing to sacrifice to have that happen? Amen.